This is Notably Texan on 88.9 KETR. I'm host Matt Minky. I'd like to share a music discovery emerging out of Collin County who has already gained quite a lot of attention from his debut album. Still in his early 20s, he's making a name for himself as a natural stage performer and as a songwriter who pulls observations from wherever life takes him. His blossoming music career has also become a family affair with his older brother accompanying on live performances and trying to help share some of his knowledge. It's our pleasure on Notably Texan to introduce you to Jackson Scribner alongside his brother, Levi Scribner. Thank you so much to both of you for checking in with Notably Texan today. Of course, I, I really wanted to uh, to speak to you two in person, but for kind of obvious COVID safety reasons, we're going to go ahead and do this remotely. But thanks for checking in with the show today, gentlemen. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, appreciate it. So for uh, people that don't know, uh, where is Melissa, Texas? Uh, Melissa, Texas is actually north of McKinney, one town north. It's a smaller town. It's growing. I've been here for 10 years or a little over 10 years, and it was super small when I first got here. You know, I think we just had like a Sonic and a Subway. And, um, but now, it's, you got, now you got a Bucky's. Now we have a Bucky's and oh, yeah. four-story high schools. And yeah, so it's a, it's definitely growing. But uh, yeah, it's just a little north of McKinney's. Yeah, well, we're definitely familiar. And you don't have to explain about small towns because we're in, uh, <laughs> we're in a town about the same size and, and, you know, a lot of other small towns around here in northeast Texas. So we understand how that goes. And you both grew up there, right? Yeah, well, I grew up, um, I grew up more in Farmersville. Um, so we had the same dad and different moms. So we split up um, when we were, I guess, probably pretty young. Yeah. I spent most of my time in Farmersville. So not too far. But We can't see your faces, of course. So we need to figure out whose yeah. voice is whose. <laughs> you guys sound pretty similar, as, as one would expect from siblings. But what, will you guys just kind of identify yourselves so that people know whose voice is whose? <laughs> yeah, this is Levi here. And this is Jackson. Okay, well... <laughs> Almost indiscernible. You guys can hear the difference, but we'll, we'll work it out as we go through this. Melissa, a place like that, small town life kind of leaves you plenty of time for uh, for interests like making music. Uh, were your interests in music kind of uh, encouraged by your family? The way we grew up, my dad used to manage bands, and um, that was kind of what he did for a while when we were younger. So we grew up, he owned a venue as well in, in, in Greenville. We kind of grew up um, in, you know, kind of backstage of, of, of that venue and then uh, all these other venues of the of the bands that he was managing, um, our godfather uh, John David Kent, uh, he was he was managing that band at the time, and a couple other bands. So I think we were kind of around the music scene a lot here in Texas, and kind of getting to experience that as you know a younger kid. It's uh, cool because I think it's kind of like ingrained to music. You're not fully aware of kind of everything that's going on, but it's definitely a cool scene to be a part of, and I think it's definitely uh, made an impact on on my music and our music now so rewind for a second here because you you name dropped a couple of things that i wanted to touch on because we're right next to greenville if you don't know where commerce is yeah yeah not too far yeah, yeah we're absolutely. just kind of right up the road so i mean uh, not a lot of people name drop greenville and uh, we have been uh, <laughs> longtime proponents going way back for john david kent's music I've, I've interviewed him here on the show and i actually did not even know about uh, about the <laughs> about the relation there awesome 
Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Small world. Uh, and, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> we, could, we could spend a lot of time talking about, uh, about him, but I'd rather talk about you guys, so we'll do that next time. But uh, <laughs> awesome. uh, what sorts of music were you guys uh, kind of each exposed to growing up? And then, in turn, what sorts of artists did you gravitate to on your own? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think growing up, it was different for both of us. Because Levi, Levi played, you know, he was kind of playing in bands growing up, you know. I mean, as he was in high school, he played in a band, and I think ever ever since then he's played in, in bands with, with different people. Um, me, on the other hand, I, I didn't really start playing in bands or even really playing music until about two and a half years ago. So, But growing up, I think we didn't spend a, a whole lot of time together, so I think our music tastes were, were, are different in a lot of ways. But um, I think we were, we were both encouraged to kind of pursue anything that kind of we really just enjoyed listening to. So, I mean, growing up, we listened to everything from Don Williams, to um, to rock, to I mean, to, to hip hop, to kind of everything. So we really, really kind of have yeah. a big hand in the pot in terms of the types of music that influenced us. You know? Right, and um, I think obviously growing up, like we just talked about, kind of in the Texas music scene, um, being into that. But I think I think as I got into uh, high school and started to find my own taste, I started to get into a lot of folk, um, a lot of like. Ben Howard and Shaky Graves and um, Gregory Allen Isaacoff and uh, Mandolin Orange, a lot of these folk artists, um, Langhorn Slim. Um, so I started to get into that kind of music. And now it's, I think we're into everything, and our music taste is kind of very locked right now yeah. <laughs> in terms of what we listen to and kind of who we're inspired by. Well, there's certainly nothing wrong with having a, a diverse list of influences, and I think yeah. life's, life's too short to only be interested in one style of music anyway, so <laughs> I, com- sure. I commend that by all means. Levi, did you feel a little bit compelled to sort of take your younger brother Jackson under your wing and teach him a bit about music, or did this just kind of uh, <laughs> find a life of its own? Yeah, I think I think definitely. Um, I think it's always something that we wanted to do together. Um, it's something that I never really pushed on him. I I, I know it's something that you kind of have to get into and get your feet wet. And then you know, it, after his first show, um, you know, I could see that obviously this is something he wanted to do. So at that point, I was like, "Come here, get <laughs> okay. over here. Let's let's get it going. Let's get it going." Um, and so it's it's been um it's been something that we've just recently kind of started doing that that kind of uh, role as a brother. Um, and as a bandmate, and it's something new to me, um, but it's been really fun. Uh, and Jackson, I know that uh, I believe you took to the guitar at a pretty young age of, of about nine. Uh, were you also playing in your young years, Levi? Yeah, I think about eight or nine, too, is whenever I started playing. So one thing I've been doing the longest so now at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jackson and Levi Scribner are my guests on Notably Texan. This is 88.9 KETR. Uh, Jackson, I was hoping you might talk a little bit about uh, how you went from uh, playing for just small audiences around your hometown to getting uh, hooked up with a Dallas record label and getting all this attention from the music industry just uh, kind of almost overnight. <laughs> Can you talk a little bit about what happened? It started at Dee Dee's in downtown uh, Frisco. We were just, me and my dad were kind of going over there. He was working on... Um, a little fence in the back patio area that they have. And we asked the uh, the manager there and the owner, Scott, we asked him if we could play that night, and he let us. I think my mom had kind of shot some videos, and then my mom had gone to school with Jeff Ryan, which is my drum, our, our drummer and manager now. He's played with 
you know, he's been in the music scene for a long time. He's played with uh, St. Vincent and War on Drugs and, you know, some, some big bands around here. And um, he kind of took notice and was like, hey, like, let, let me get you a, a show at Twilight Lounge in Fort Worth. And I played with Doug Burr. That was my first show. I think from there, it was kind of like me realizing, like, oh, I can do this, you know. I, I was I was kind of playing covers, and I think I had one or two originals. But uh, Jeff came up to me after the show was like, hey, like, you want to do a record? And I was like, yeah, you know, I do. <laughs> uh, sure. And it, I think from that point on, we just kind of started working on the record. And it kind of hit me quickly of, like, the thought of, like, oh, I can I can, I can do this as as a career, as a job, you know, and, and have fun with it. And I think from that point on, it was just kind of like a steady – steady growth and it's been insane it's been awesome you know playing shows like uh like the kessler kessler's been one of my favorite venues for a long time you know being named in some of the articles that i've been named in um man it's just it's been a blessing and uh, i've loved every minute of it and all the people that that i've worked with have been awesome um so yeah it's been a it's been a crazy Right. People, I think, like myself, are just kind of enamored with the fact that all this is happening to you. And I think you're you're 20 years old, right? Yep, tw- 21. Yep. Oh, you're right 21 there. now. Okay, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> well, officially, <laughs> nice. Congrats on that, the big milestone. But uh, that's really amazing, and and the the future is so bright for you. Obviously, I know it's uh, just been over the past few years. I think that you've you've written these uh, really emotional, raw, relatable lyrics. I believe to accompany some instrumentals that you had already created. Was that the process? Yeah. So I, like I said, I've been playing guitar since, you know, I was younger. It was playing guitar was a super slow process for me because I didn't take any lessons or anything. I just kind of uh, learned chords and stuff at first. But um, as I got in high school, I started to get better at kind of um, just experimenting and coming up with uh, different chord progressions and different ideas and I tried to start writing but I, I wasn't quite where I, I think where I wanted to be with, with my writing and then just in the past like two two and a half years I don't know I think when I think when Jeff took notice and people started to take notice of the writing it gave me a little confidence to to trust in the process and um and to write more so but yeah I've, I've been playing guitar for a while and kind of um being influenced by the by the folk community and the folk artists that I've been listening to um, so kind of coming up with some of those softer tones and, and you know, kind of the folky sound. It's fascinating to hear about how this has worked out for you. I, I believe there's a rather cool story about the way uh, this particular song that I wanted to play transpired in the studio. Uh, Jackson, you already mentioned him, but can you tell me a little bit about the way you and drummer Jeff Ryan just kind of meshed when you recorded 16? Yeah, absolutely. So 16 was the first song that we worked on, I believe. We were in the studio, and we were gonna. Me and me and Jeff played all the songs together, and then the other players come in and play one at a time, you know. So we went in to record 16, and um, you know, it's the first time that me and Jeff have ever played together, um, <laughs> and a whole new experience for me. It's my first time recording anything, and in, in, you know, in the studio, what you hear on 16 is is the first take of of me and Jeff playing that song together and the first time we'd ever played together like at all wow so it was definitely a uh, a cool experience and uh kind of a magical liftoff for for me and Jeff working together and you know kind of the record so it was definitely a a cool experience yeah and obviously you know a uh, 
a, a sign that uh, this was meant to be because that's very unusual to get something on the first take, especially when you're a newbie in the studio like that. <laughs> right, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he was like, we, we just finished up all these songs that like we did them. I was like, in one day? Yes, one day. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Well, obviously you're a natural, so uh, well, let's take a listen to this. Uh, this was, as was just described, this recording is as it happened on the first take uh, in the studio. This is Jackson Scribner's song, 16, and we'll come back and talk a bit more with brothers Jackson and Levi Scribner on 88.9 KETR. Me and you left and you 16 Here's so wild you look at me Take your wheels across the county line Thousand miles away to that downtown dime Watch you rise Watch you rise Watch you rise self-titled release out on State Fair Records. That's by Jackson Scribner. It's called 16. Just to give you a little help finding him, it's spelled S-C-R-I-B-N-E-R. Well, Jackson and Levi Scribner are my guests on 88.9 KETR. 
Uh, Levi, uh, you've been working with your brother lately, but uh, you've got a, a growing discography uh, of your own. Uh, tell me, if you will, about the band Marfa Lights. Is that something that's still going on, or what's happening with that? Um, yeah, the Marfa Lights, I guess, nowadays is more of um, kind of just an idea or a writing platform um, for uh, my bandmate Reed McBroom, which is John David Kent's stepson, actually. Um, okay. We started the Mar- yeah, yeah, so a little little connection there again. Um, we started the Marfa Lights, um, I guess, 2018, 17 or 2018, um, and just decided to put out a record of some songs we had written. It was the first time me and Reed had done anything since um, really high school. Produced it all ourselves, um, put it out, and then just got to do some really cool things with it. Um, we weren't necessarily trying to make it big, I guess, but we were just trying to have some fun and play some, some rock and roll. Um, so, we, I mean, we got to play with Three Dog Night at Green Hall a few times, um, play with Radney Foster a few times, um, got to play some cool stuff. Um, I would say it really... Um, for both me and Reed, really kicked off kind of this solo path that I guess I'm headed down now. So were you able to kind of give some brotherly and, and maybe worldly advice to Levi as he embarked on his uh, newfound recording career then? Yeah, yeah. I think um, as much as I can, you know, I don't want to um, deter him in any direction. I think artistically, and um, you know, we do a lot of the same things, but um, there's different kind of end goals to those um, paths. And so I think just kind of supporting him on, on his musical path is really all I can do so whether it's playing bass or playing guitar or booking shows or or helping you know do whatever needs to be done I think it's all um you know the more time we can spend together the more time we can write together so that only helps my uh career as well you know yeah Uh, I have a, a brother who didn't tell me he could write you know amazing songs until two years ago <laughs> right yeah you got to be a little a little bit upset that he was uh, hiding that from from you and all yeah, of us so. Out on me. <laughs> so i've got your solo release better off you ready to play uh can you set this song up a little bit before we hear it that was a song that i've had really kind of in my bank for maybe two or three years uh me and reed started that song with the martial lights with i think the intention of it being a martial lights song um, we were almost done with it, and I just needed the hook of the... I mean, I had the chorus, the verses, made everything done. I just needed the hook of the song. And um, this is before Jackson really started writing or anything. I should have known. I sent him a text, and I said, hey, I have this song. Let's listen to it. Tell me if you can think of a last line. And almost immediately, he texted me back, I'm better off me. Or And then, yeah, whatever the line in the song. <laughs> that, um, and he sends it back, and I was like, that's literally perfect. And so we sat down uh, to record it with John Pettigo earlier this summer um, and released it with State Fair Records under their Singles Club, uh, number one. So it's going to be pretty, um, pretty cool deal they're doing there with the Singles Club. Very nice, man. Well, uh, let's take a listen to, uh, we already heard Jackson Scribner earlier. I'd like to hear the, uh, the other side of our, of our uh, interview duo here today. This is a, a Levi Scribner solo release here called Better Off You on 88.9 KETR. You're listening to Notably Texas. How does it feel to be back home? Familiar feeling that you walked out on Seems the tables have turned now that you've gone and had your fun, you're begging for a second chance. I 
That's a solo release by Levi Scribner titled Better Off You on listener-supported 88.9 KETR. Well, we're talking with brothers Jackson and Levi Scribner here on Notably Texan. And Jackson, um, honestly, many who have come before you might be sort of envious of your ability to uh, to write the lyrics that you're writing at uh, such a young age. Uh, can you share anything kind of about your approach to songwriting? I know we talked a little bit about how this has been something relatively new to you, but uh, do you have kind of an approach to this, or did you get some tips from uh, some, some others to get to the point that you're already at? I, I think that songs kind of come from all over the place. I like to think of, you know, my creative mindset as being a part of the atmosphere that I'm in. You know, so I've lived in Melissa and I've lived in San Antonio. I lived in San Antonio for a while with uh, Levine Reed and I lived there again um, with, with my best friend. And so I think uh, different songs have um, kind of been written in, in both in both places and 
growing up listening to music, I've, I've always been in love with the way that the songs are written, like lyrically, um, the story that's being told. And I've always paid attention to that a little bit more than maybe the beat or the rhythm. I think when I started to pick up the guitar, you know, and picking or coming up with these chord progressions, kind of letting my atmosphere and my situation and my experiences kind of come to me and trying to tell, tell a story um, and be a storyteller. But I, I try to think, think about it in the simplest way that I can. So, yeah, I've never been, you know, like formally trained in music. I think starting out, it was really about the lyrics for me because when it came to playing guitar, really all I could do was kind of muster up some chords and maybe pick, you know, finger pick. Yeah, but I've always been in love with, with, with writing and other people's writing, and that's kind of been my inspiration. So I think for this past record and the writing that I'm doing now, I'm just trying to... Uh, continue to grow as a storyteller you're doing quite a great job uh with with this your first effort and uh we're really excited to see what the future is going to bring for you and and i gotta say here obviously tongue-in-cheek but you picked a hell of a time to launch your singer-songwriter career with this whole COVID situation uh hitting the entertainment industry so hard and i know booking opportunities are, are hard to come by and everything right now so you're obviously getting kind of a uh a weird view of the way things work here as you start things out, but how have you been trying to sort of adjust and handle things during these unusual times? It's been a strange uh, time. It's funny because I tell people that, you know, people ask me like, you know, what was it like recording your your first record during COVID, you know? And I was like, well, it's my first record. It's my only record. So, <laughs> you know, a COVID record is all that I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, other than that, I think, you know, kind of the situation that we're in now, me and Levi have been kind of reaching out and working on booking and Jeff too, um, you know, and I think that's kind of all you can do right now is reach out and see what venues are doing and see what guidelines that we have to follow and, you know, doing the best that we can to get in and play for people, you know, doing whatever we have to, um, you know, whether it's getting a test or getting back or, you know, trying to make the scene, you know, or the venues as safe as possible so that people can enjoy the music and, and you know, we can play for people. It's definitely difficult booking more shows than when it, than it was, like when I was, per se, like doing something with the Marvel Lights. But um, I think the venues that, that Jackson's playing, you know, we've got some, some good venues that are like smaller venues that are just really intimate songs. Um, we're not playing many like bar hoppers or anything crazy. The shows have been really good so far. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, yeah, it's probably going to be a, a whole different world for you as the world hopefully returns to normal here over the next uh, yeah. few years. And yeah, you're really going to see how things work uh, in normal times, quote unquote. So it's kind of a nice, uh, you know, slower pace, I guess you could say, to starting off your singer-songwriter career. For yeah. sure. Just lots of free time these days. Uh, we're all dealing with those, uh, you know, <laughs> these uh, slower times and more boring times as we're having to kind of hang out at home a bit more. But that gives us more right. time to listen to great music like what you're putting out. I wanted to play uh, another cut from your acclaimed self-titled debut uh can you give me any uh, story or insight about this tune i don't think about it i don't think about it was a song about a friend that i met in alaska i've been backpacking in alaska not this year but the but the two years before that in the summertime one of the leaders of, of the trip we were sitting by the river one day and he told he talked to me about a relationship that he had the relationship that he was in was with someone who kind of went through or suffered from like a bipolar disorder talked about the ups and downs of kind of that relationship and when i came back home i, I don't know i really thought about it um and just about his experiences and his story and it was really interesting to write a tune or write a song that 
wasn't necessarily from my experience, but from somebody else's. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, a, it was it was really nice though to kind of um, hear in depth somebody else's experience and being able to have enough of the story to be able to write a song about it. And and, and the song's not necessarily a direct like mirroring of his story, but it's kind of inspired by what what, what he told me and his experiences. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of what uh, I don't think about it is about. Inspired by a true story, as the as the movie trailer would say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Well, uh, let's take a listen to this song. Here's I Don't Think About It. This is from the self-titled debut album by Jackson Scribner on Notably Texan. Another train ride, another day in the rain, another get out, think she's gone insane, another drink and I'll be gone. Another freak out, think she wants me to stay, all your tears out Don't you stay up late Another breakdown And I'll be home I don't think about it no. I don't think about it Striking new sounds emerging from Melissa, Texas, from Jackson Scribner, from his self-titled debut album. You just heard I Don't Think About It. Jackson's been doing a lot of work recently with his older brother, Levi Scribner, and they're both my guests today on Notably Texan. Gentlemen, uh, what would you tell a listener of this station regarding uh, why they should support public radio? We're a listener-supported station here at 88.9 KETR, and you know Dallas has an excellent uh, public a radio station that's focused on music. Austin, of course, is renowned for their uh, public station that covers music as well. But uh, have you found that maybe the listener-supported stations give you a little bit more attention? Or what would you say to a listener on why they should support a station like this? Yeah, I mean, a station like this is, is the reason why. Like, we grew up playing and, and keep wanting to keep putting new music out. Um, the support that comes from these local stations, especially stations 
um, like around the Denton area too, support us so much and, and not just us, but so many local artists and so many local musicians and giving them um, really a start, um, a platform to start their careers on. Right. Um, radio play is like, you know, like as a musician, like, yeah, I got goosebumps, right? Like radio play is like the thing musicians want. Um, and that's always coming from a good place at a local public radio station. For yeah, sure. for sure. I think there's definitely a, uh, it builds strong community, especially for musicians, because I think as we listen to the radio, we hear ourselves on the radio, we hear other great artists on the radio. And um, it's just, uh, I think it's kind of... Uh, it's nice when you can invest your time and ear right. yeah. into something that's also investing yeah. into you. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, as a musician, it's important. And I think for the listener, it should be important too, you know, because like, I think that that's maybe where the gap is. It's like, as a musician, we want to be on the radio. We want people to hear us on the radio. We want people to discover us on the radio. I think it's just a hope that, that you know, the listeners maybe who aren't musicians um, trying to bring it back to them and, and build a, just build a strong community around it because there's so many great local musicians that you may not hear on Spotify because you don't know of them, right? Or some streaming platform. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's a great way to find the local artists, right? Find the people that are, the artists that are around you, that are playing around you, that are playing shows, you know? And yeah, that's just my hope is that, is that listeners outside of being musicians are, are still listening and trying to find, trying to find those kind of artists. And Spotify, of course, is not going to give you, uh, you know, an in-depth interview uh, with the artist either. So hopefully, exactly. hopefully this is something that, that matters uh, to listeners and you'll get behind what we do here on Notably Texan by clicking donate at KETR.org. Well, uh, guys, uh, while I've got you here, do you want to tell me about uh, some kind of upcoming shows that are happening in the vicinity? Thursday, we're playing the AT&T Performing Arts Center, uh, the patio sessions. That's at 530. Uh, that's a free show, too. So come on out and uh, mm -hmm. hang yeah, and then we uh, we head to uh, Nashville next week. We're having a big state fair party um, that's going on at the same time as Americana Fest, so that'll be a great time. Um, I know that's not in the state of Texas, but... Uh, yeah, it's a big deal, though. But in Nashville, I mean, come out, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you happen to be near there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, do you have anything like uh, maybe later in the month that's going to be back here in Texas? Oh, yeah. Um, in uh, no On the 30th of September, we'll be at Tubbs Brewery in McKinney. And then um, October 4th, we'll be at the State Fair of Texas. So we have uh, three three times there. I think we're playing 2.30, 4.30, and 6.30 at the State Fair. So Awesome. So uh, actually several chances coming up uh, to catch, and, and yeah. most of these shows will be will be the two of you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've been either, either us as a duo, or I know a couple shows will have Jeff Ryan playing, uh, playing the drums for us, too. So. Nice. Nice. Okay, well, and if anybody missed any of that or wants to, you know, double-check on it, uh, where can they keep up with what you've got going on online? My artist page on State on, on State Fair website, which is uh, uh, statefairrecords.com. All, all the shows are listed there. And then um, any of my social media, which I'm pretty sure is just like Scribner Jackson on Instagram and um, just my name on, on, um, on Facebook, we'll, have, we'll be posting pretty regularly about shows and, and things coming up. So, yeah. So we'll, yeah. we'll definitely try to make our way up to Commerce very soon. We, we definitely love to, to, to come meet you and, and be on again. So, by all means, let's let's do that. And uh, if y'all get a chance, uh, say hi to uh, to John David Ken. I don't even know if he remembers uh, who I am anymore, but uh, we, I used to talk to him, uh, you know, occasionally here on the show. And uh, so cool. tell tell him we said hi. <laughs> Absolutely, will do. Uh, thank you so much again for joining me, guys, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And as you guys head out, I'd like to play one more cut from the Jackson Scribner debut album. 
Here's County Road 497 on 88.9 KETR. 50 years or more, wise words worth saying, secrets buried beneath the floor where you're standing. Lessons learned in wrong turns and all the wrong directions. Broken hearts on County Road 497. We are always guessing Sitting around wondering why The sun's always shining Just waiting to burn out As time goes by Open hearts like paper sacks on Halloween night Dreams we were holding seem so right And we were holding hands as younger children The chances of this lasting are one in a million But we always guessing Sitting around wondering why The sun's always shining Just waiting to burn out As time goes by As time goes by As time goes 